Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host, who is roasting away in Tucson, Patricia Kirkman. TK, how are you tonight? If I didn't know better, I'd lay down. I feel like I'd be put on a spit. (laughs) It is. I just can't believe it. Each day, I keep thinking it's going to get better. But there's going to be a break in a day or two, and then we're going to go right back to the 107 to 110. Oh, my God, that's hot. Oh, God, hot yes. Stuff. Jeez. That's what it is. Well, it's making everybody in Arizona hot stuff like that's that. That's right, guys. You are, no question. Well, today is August 14th. We are here on Wednesday night. Actually, Wednesday afternoon for you, but it's Wednesday evening for me. We have a great guest we're going to bring on in just a little while. Sonia Grace is here with us. We're going to be talking about all the things we love to talk about. Healing, aliens, and something new. We're talking about Norse mythology, and she has a beautiful deck of cards. We're going to be talking about that, and you're going to get a reading, you lucky lady. So I am. We're going to just wait. start diving into that but first you've been diving into the numbers of some of this uh crazy stuff going on with epstein uh, what happening around the do you world think it was murdered or was he suicided or is he still alive there's all kinds you of you know what that's a strange question because i have other people that are asking me the same question now they've said today that he was dead be- an hour and a half or th- between an hour and a half two hours before they found him if that were the case, why did they have a face mask on him to take him out? Well, they thought they were going to bring him back. I know it. That's what? a good question. Very strange. What's if he'd been gone that long, why wasn't he in a body bag? Just a thought. Yeah, that's I don't know. right. It just makes These you are... kind of wonder. But you know, since they screwed up everything from holding him to the the whole issue across the board, anything's possible. But I would look for the impossible to be the re- more of the reality. I, and and what we know is when somebody when somebody has that kind of money uh, and there's <laughs> access to it, anything is possible. Yeah. So what did you see in the numbers? Well, the thing I'm taking a look at here is for everybody to re- recall that this month is a review of last year's stuff, okay? So last year he was in a five-year, which is all about major changes. But his five stuff deals with the number seven, which is spiritual, but it's underhanded or the other side. It's the flip side of the coin. So anything is possible there, and it's hard to tell. This is a guy that for all of his money, I'm trying to figure out who actually made the money. That Was he the front for the money, 
or did he actually know how to bring things about that he could actually make the money? Because every time he would get his hand on the piece of the pie, next thing you know, he's out of a job or he's going somewhere. Or did they boot him out or did he leave? Big questions going on. A lot of questions where he's concerned. This is a guy that had did not have a big ego at all, which was very surprising when I look at the chart. But definitely yeah. had issues with emails big time in two aspects of his chart, both dealing with negativity where females are concerned. Also an issue with the father figure. Now, this is a, a wheeler dealer, okay? And taking a look at that, wouldn't you think that he would be really strong in his ability to communicate, buy, sell, etc.? Yes. Yet he has absolutely zero in that part of his chart. Not a thing that says he's a good communicator. That's I thought strange. that was that's one that we always see at least one there or more. But and when it comes to details of things, yeah, he's it was detail oriented. But I'm looking at something here that deals with major changes. This area that deals with major changes should be 25 percent of a chart. He has a strong high number in that area, but it's a seven, which means secretive changes, doing things in an underhanded way, and the, it deals with the block that deals with communication, but it deals with sensuality, sexuality, and the, the dark side or the right, the light side, depending on which it would be like throwing the dice, whether it's up or down. So there's a lot of things here. He was smart, no question about that, and he always did two things at one time, and I think he was trying to figure out who he really was from the get-go, but... Uh, this is a man that was really, really screwed up emotionally, and I would like to do more, and I will do a little bit more about his background because this is set up in such a negative way that it leaves a lot to be desired, a tremendous amount to be desired. But it starts out with the issues with both the female and male in the chart going back to mom and dad. So somewhere along the line, something was amiss. And I would have to figure out this, that his mother had issues with men because she, he has issues with females, but she had two sons. Usually when they have the son or the, the child of which they have the most problem, okay? So there were mm-hmm. issues with the mother figure with her father. So who knows what who was taught what? And this little gal that he was playing with, all the money in the world, that young Maxwell gal, that she would have to end up with all of her money and all of her abilities to end up being a pure cure for her, for him. Mm-hmm. What a right. piece of people. I'm going to say piece of because that can't be a whole one in a bunch that's worth holding on to. Yeah. yeah that's but, a- and you take a look at the people that she's brought along with her. Right. Let's put it this We've only seen the touch of the top of the pin before this mm-hmm. is over with there's going to be a lot of heads that are going to roll as well Political, they as well as, yeah, oh my god yes they should to be so perverted to let young people be put through all of this and some of the stories that that have come out about her and some of the things I did today in checking things out I won't even bother putting on the air because they're that grotesque but the bottom line is they weren't very nice people so that's the no, kind they- of people you her we're not. Prince Andrew's yeah, and they, his, yeah, Prince Andrew's going to have his day in the sun, unfortunately, and it's not going to be sunshine. 
<laughs> wow. Well, it's good. This stuff has to come out so we can put an end to it, this this type of subjugation and torture of, of young people as if they are possessions. It's, it's just been horrible. So thank you for taking a look at that because it is really important information. And we'll continue the conversation next week for sure. But there's just too many questions, not enough answers with somebody like that. And and if he is still alive, and in fact, he's like Lazarus, he maybe faked his own death in prison. And maybe it's he's possible. just got enough money. Yeah, that people came in, took him out, and now he's got a, a whole different life. So we'll see. We're, we're going to keep unraveling this, this unfortunate mystery and see if we can get to the bottom of it with the numbers. You've been right before, PK. You've been predicting things and... You've been right on Trump winning. You've been right on other people not winning the election. You've been right about a lot of things to do with mysterious criminal cases like the observatory issue back in New Mexico. So we're going to see what you can continue to find on this one. Very good work. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we shall see. Now, I want to also mention that we've got some great paranormal stories on our Facebook page. We've got new videos. They're actually old videos, but they're new to us, and so those are on our Facebook page. Go take a look there. There's a lot of stories, and, of course, we all know that the UFO sightings are continuing at an incredible pace. And the government must be tearing their hair out or whoever doesn't want us to know about it because they can't stop it. Everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody's taking pictures and videos of these things, and they are everywhere. We've been tracking the sightings, and they are really worldwide. There's just hundreds upon hundreds of them. So it's pretty exciting to see that and know that they can't stop it. We're able to do what we can do, put it right up on Facebook or send it around the world in just seconds. So they can't do what they used to do to try to cover this stuff up. But it was interesting. I I was looking at Mark O'Connell's blog on Men in Black, and you remember Mark's book, The Close Encounters Man, which was about jail and Heineck. It was a great book. He was a terrific guest. And he was writing about the Men in Black, saying how they've done a really crappy job because if they really did their job right, people would be so scared they never mentioned the men in black, but in fact they do. So he has an interesting take on them being an utter failure, and it's definitely worth reading. So take a look at Mark's book, Mark's, uh, book and his blog. Very interesting about his opinion on the men in black. And now with all the networks starting up again in a couple of weeks, they're going full-blown paranormal. So a whole bunch of new paranormal shows are starting. So we'll see. We'll see if they've got anything that we haven't seen before. That'll be fun to watch on mainstream media television. So Uh, everybody, again, I want to... Oh, go ahead, PK. I was going to say, don't forget, we're going to have a full moon after about 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's Which is right. going to make some changes for all of us, too. Oh, I hope they're good. Very <laughs> noon. Oh, my God. I hope the changes are good. Well, here's some good news. We have our candles on sale. They are all $10 off. It's the right time to buy them for a full moon ceremony and any moon ceremony. They are very powerful candles made by Katrina Raspold, who is a bruja, and she and I made the candles. They are terrific. They work really well. We have one for love, one for wealth, one for soul clearing. 
And for your numbers out there, you need to contact Patricia Kirkman at patriciakirkman.com. PK is also on our website, supernaturalgirls.com. You can shoot her an email and see when she's available to do your reading. And for soul realignment and manifestation plans, I have put it all on sale. So until the middle of September, you can get a soul realignment reading for $100 off. So this is the time. If you've been interested, this is a, a great opportunity to get it at a fraction of the price. So take a look on supernaturalgirls.com. And be sure to send me an email if you have any questions. Happy to answer them for you. The work is very powerful. can give you a lot of insight as you move forward in these strange times. So tonight we have a wonderful guest who is going to give us a lot of information about everything we love to talk about. We are going to be talking about healing. We're going to be talking about aliens and UFOs and Norse mythology and her new tarot cards, which are absolutely beautiful, Odin and the Nine Realms Oracle, which is a 54-card set. So Sonia is a highly sought-after mystic, healer, artist, and storyteller with both Norwegian and Native American heritage. She is the award-winning author of Dancing with Raven and Bear, Spirit Traveler, Become an Earth Angel, and Odin and the Nine Realms Oracle. So Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so glad to get to be on your guys' show. Thank you for having me, and I loved listening to what you had to say, PK. I want to I want to um, jump in on that little bit about Epstein. Please do. Oh, please, let's have a conversation. <laughs> okay, yes. go for it. What are your yeah, thoughts? No, I just I want I really want to confirm what you're getting. But what I also to add to it, what I was getting from my guides is. Um, he he was he was assassinated, absolutely. And okay. my guides basically said there was a guard, actually a couple guards in on it, and it was a it was a hitman, but it was MI6. And the reason MI6 came in and did it is because of Prince Andrew. Oh my God! And yeah. not only that, yes. but because of this just laid Maxwell, and her father was yep. involved with MI6 and a few other organizations. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's quite a, it's quite a story that's unfolding and I I agree with both of you that um these women, you know, and and young girls who have been uh horribly uh affected by this man need their day in court and this all needs to come out. But but boy are there going to be a lot of heads that roll when this all comes well, out. Well, isn't it about time? It's about yeah, time. It is. It's and about some time. of the women Absolutely. that were his cures, they deserve to be hung by their you know what this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, now, when so you guys, I, I don't know if, if yes, go ahead. You, you mentioned MI6. Um, mm-hmm. Isn't that who killed Prince Diana? Princess Diana. Uh, yes. Well, they, yes. they said that somewhere along the line, but I've never had anything that validated that. Mm-hmm. What about you? And, and, well, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I get information, you know, like I said, from my guides who are high angelic beings and my guides have been with me since I was born. They've been with me for all my lifetimes prior. I saw them actually bring me in. 
when I first incarnated in Atlantis. I mean, my guides have been with me a really long time and they, you know, they, um, they've shared that information with me that just like UFOs and aliens and OG, mm-hmm. the general public doesn't have a clue about it. You know, it's one of the best kept secrets, but yet we're all talking about it. <laughs> yep. So, you know, it's the same. It's the same with all this other stuff too. It's like Hansel yes. and Gretel follow the the paper trail in this case, not the not the goodies from the book brownies. God. Right. It's, right. The people who get away with this to this extent for this long is disgusting. Well, but if you look at history and you look at all of the different phases of history that we've gone through in terms of oh gee, too bad all the records in in the Library of Alexandria just burned. And mm-hmm. hmm, I wonder what's underneath the Vatican and how much of those records and other records the Vatican has. I mean, we have we're we're so clever as a species. We have spent centuries trying to hide certain things. We've had mm-hmm. people rule countries and try to completely block that anyone ever know what happened at such and such a place. So, you know, that that's sort of the, the story of humanity is what can yep. we hide? Yeah. Yeah, they spend more time yeah. chasing their tail if they just stop it and play honest with it. Half of it would be no problem. Right. At least. See, now least. now we've moved into the fifth dimension. So at the end of the Mayan calendar, that's when the fourth dimension ended. And we moved into the fifth dimension. And if you guys remember, um, back when that happened, everybody started having weird things happen. Like there was ringing in the ears. A lot of people were complaining about headaches and neck pain and weird pain in their spine. There was all kinds of symptoms that people experienced over the past four years, I think it's four years, um, that that really caused us, it may be longer than that, that really caused us to, um, you know, to struggle with this new vibration that we're in. And it's a much higher frequency. So we're, we're all trying to like work really hard, like, oh, gee, I didn't do my homework in the last, you know, 10 lifetimes, I better get on it. And people are really rushing for that spiritual truth, for the truth in general, but really rushing for sort of a spiritual truth. Because now that we're in this fifth dimension, I mean, it's a whole new ball game. This is literally like a train station for energy. And we're all kind of deciding where we're going to go, the sixth dimension, seventh, you know, eighth, whatever. And this is why so much alien life is coming through to earth right now, because we're finally in a higher vibration that these portals can open up, and that's how they transport through to Earth. Well, that makes good sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, when what are your thoughts on the alien races that are here? Because you've had experiences speaking with them, right? What I mean, are you finding beneficial energy, or are you finding threatening energy? What are you finding with them? Well, just just so your listeners have sort of a, a, a you know an idea of what's going on in my world, I, I you know I work with clients all day long, and as a healer, I'm literally able to defy time and space and put myself in front of someone wherever they are in the world. You know, Singapore, Australia, New Zealand, you know, Germany, Scotland, wherever. I've got clients all over the world. 
I'm able to put myself in front of them and work on them. And I do what is the equivalency of, you know, energetic surgery. I'm, I'm like a surgeon. I repair hearts. I repair tissue. I repair livers and spleens and pancreas and blood and bones and you name it, I've worked on it. So I'm literally working on people all day long. And in that process, I see a lot of things. I clear entities off of people. I clear alien stuff out of people. I clear implants out of people and because I'm able to see all levels of the, you know, all levels of the, the unseen world. I see everything from angels and demigods all the way down to the smarmiest demons and entities. I see all of it. <laughs> so I'm able to identify, you know, what's going on with a person and clear it. And when aliens come through, I see them as well. There's quite a few new races of aliens that have come in. I don't, you know, I just identify them as, yeah, those are the blue ones or those are the ones that are, that, you know, sh- they look like a shadow. Um, but there's, you know, the ones that are here, the grays, the reptilians, um, you know, the Octurians. I mean, there's, there's several races that have been here for quite some time, but most of those races have already, uh, you know, hijacked our DNA and created hybrids. So we've got a bunch of hybrids walking around now on Earth, and we have new alien life coming in as well. Have you met any of the hybrids? Yes, I did. I met a hybrid once. It was um, probably one of the weirder things that's ever happened in my life. This guy was really spooky. I was doing a, a I was doing a big conference in. Uh, Ohio I think I was in Ohio and I had a table with my books and everything we were really tired it was the end of the the whole conference and of course he was the last person to walk up to my table his eyes were completely black there were no whites in his eyes and he just stood there and stared at me and I you know I was tired and I get kind of funny when I'm tired (laughs) so I, I held my hand up and I, I, you know, you wave your hand in front of somebody so that you break their gaze. I was waving yeah. my hand to so break his gaze. And I just looked at him and I said, what do you want? And he said, I want to know how you time travel. And I said, okay. Huh. I said, here's my book, Spirit Traveler. This will tell you, you know, what, what I've done, what, where I've gone. And he goes, no. He goes, I want, to, I want to know how you time travel. And I said, who are you really? I mean, I went there. I totally confronted him. And he just stared at me. It was kind of like having a conversation with Jeff Bridges and Starman. I mean, it was like he just stared at me and was like, uh, I I said, really, who are you? And he goes, well, that's not important, but we need to know how you're time traveling. It was really spooky. And, And so, you know, he finally left. And I figured that the whole alien community is now aware of my book, Spirit Traveler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and yeah but you know that's that's part of what I I have the ability to do and it's again it's this whole relationship that I have that's very different with time and space and you know I started out my mom didn't really know what to do with me as a child so when I was five she put me in ballet class and I trained as a classical ballerina I danced professionally for about 15 years and was with the 
Oregon Shakespeare Festival for 10 years. And I, you know, and I, I, I really learned a different relationship with time and space. I mean, when you're dancing that hard and you have such a, a, a you know, strict regime of working your body, you really do come about time and space in a different way. And eventually, you know, I started when I go into meditation, my, my body dissolves. There's nothing left. I just turn into these little grains of sand and they float away. And it's not until that point that my guides hold their hands out and take me with them. I do not determine where we're going. They pick where we're going and they take me to sites all over the world and show me what, how it was built, who built it, why it was built. I've seen giants, I've seen aliens come through, and I've met many, many, many demigods. And the demigods are very benevolent beings. They're right up there with angels and, you know, right next to God. They're, they're very benevolent. And they're huge. They're like 16, 18 feet tall. They're huge. Oh, my God. And this is what happened to me with Odin <clears throat> in the Nine Realms, is I went to a stone circle in Norway and basically watched Odin and Thor and all the demigods walk out of the stone circle and have a conversation with me. Mm, how amazing. Yeah. You guys will have to travel with me next time. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we have not been living the good life here, PK. we got to join up with Sonia and off we will go. I'm ready. Well, so this is really away with me. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you are part of the region, so this is part of yes. your genetic lineage. And the the whole concept of the Norse mythology has always fascinated me. I mean, there's so many amazing uh, entities mm-hmm. that populate that yes. mythology. And so, actually, let's let's move on to the next thing, and then we'll talk more about that because you offered to do a three card reading for PK. So mm-hmm. let's do that cards and then we can go into all of this um okay right now okay cards are beautiful by the way everybody you should take they a look are at them gorgeous. and gorgeous absolutely gorgeous beautiful so okay i'm gonna let you guys ha- uh, take over so pk you've got a question yeah i'm trying to figure out do i continue doing what i am or should i start working on seriously work on a book or should i Shall we say change the realm of what I do? I've done this for 45 years. I've worked with numbers and intuitiveness. And I just all of a sudden feel like, am I ready to make a change? And if so, where should I go? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, since I do this work all day long, my guides are already answering. But I want to give your listeners an experience with the deck. So I'll fill in with some of what the guides are saying as well as give you this this three-card reading. I'm doing the three-card reading that represents the past, the present, and the future. And I'm going to lay the first card out to the right of me and then the second card in the middle and the third card to the left. So hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm consulting the deck. <laughs> PK's flight as to what she should be doing. And should she write a book or continue on in the path she's on? So the first card represents who you are now. And I drew the card called Dagaz. And it's one of the runes. And I'm going to read you this card. Okay. Because 
this will give you some insight. But let me find it. Hang on. I have it right here. Okay. It is breakthrough polarity observation. So this is kind of the past of who you've been with what you're doing. Dagaz represents the breakthrough for which you have been waiting. It requires total trust where you may be called to take a leap of faith. The polarities of light and dark and good and bad play a role in this transformation. Observe both sides and release what holds you back. Observation of duality allows for total change. Your breakthrough may be so complete that you feel you have made such a radical transformation, you do not recognize the person you are becoming. Trust that the light you seek is always on hand, and the darkness is nothing more than a space devoid of light. This rune indicates a period when, when your achievements are recognized and prosperity follows. There is no Merkstav or reversed position for this card. Dagas encourages you to stay humble and fully embrace your transformation. Okay, so that's the past card. This is the present card. I love this. The present card that I drew is Loki, the god Loki. Okay? Loki Mm -hmm. is the trickster. I know you're going to relate to this. Loki is the trickster. Loki is a giant. He's a giant born of Bobrati and Nal. He belongs to the Azir. He fathered three beings, the Midgard serpent, the wolf Fenrir, and Hel, with the ogress Anaborda. He then married Sigmin, with whom he had a son, Nari. He is a giant among the gods who lives an illusionary life. One minute he appears as himself, the next he appears, he has shape-shifted into something else altogether. The Loki card is a direct message about your life and how you are integrating all of who you are into your reality. Loki encourages us to take another look at the illusion and what we present versus what is our truth. Aha. Mm. This is the now the future card. Oh, cool. The future card is a card that's in the nine realms. And it is the it's the realm of Alfenheim. Okay, Alfheim is let me find it. This card it's really beautiful because it shows all the elves standing there with trees behind them. Alfheim, nice. yeah, Alfheim is the realm of the elves. The elves are luminous demigods considered more beautiful than the sun. They are very powerful and have influenced the earth for centuries. Their world is illuminated by a bright light that causes everything to glow. The elves are tall, slender, and have a serious presence that pierces through the darkness of places. The veneer govern Alfheim. The god Fenrir is the ruler of the realm and one of the most important gods with no enemies. He is a member of the Azir and the veneer. He rules over the rain and sunshine and is responsible for the fertility of all living things. 
if you draw this card, you are so you are to be blessed with an abundance of good health and fertility. If you are dealing with a health issue that requires medical attention, the elves and Freyr offer their doctoring and care. You are in good hands and will be blessed. Wonderful. Okay, so my interpretation of this is you're really clear. You're super, super, like, you, you know who you are. You, you're definitely in this, in this, you know, this transition right now of, okay, I get the illusion, but I really want to step forward and create something else. And, you know, your future is, yeah, go for it. You've got the elves on your side. And, and most of all, what my, what my guides keep saying is write the book. Write the book. I've, I've been playing with it on and off for the last couple of years, a little bit here, a little bit there, and I've let it lay dormant. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You, you need to write the book. This is really important. I mean, okay. seriously, what these cards are saying, the fact that you got the, the Alzheimer, you know, realm, that that realm is so magical and so much about that realm is about, you know, manifesting. Yeah, you got to write the book. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate that immensely. Yeah, that was so much fun. Thank you. Thank so, you. okay. Sonia, like when I... you do readings like this for people, it, you pull from many sources, it sounds like. You pull from your guide's information, what the cards have to say, your own intuition. So you're pulling from a lot of different areas to give this great advice. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, like I said to you, when she asked the question, uh, immediately I was ready to answer it and get, because that's what I do all day long. But, you know, of course I created this Oracle. It's, it's all, I don't know if you know this, but it's all my artwork. It's my original artwork. And I, I wrote, yeah. And I wrote the book and I, I, yeah, I wanted to give my, my followers, clients, students, whatever, a tool that they could use as a divination tool to ask questions and get answers because they can't reach me all the time. Um, But for me, and I love picking a card and, you know, being able to, you know, ask the the deck some question. Um, But like I said, I'm, I'm so automatic with hearing my guides that I, I tend to just, you know, read. That's my yeah, that's, what it, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fun. It it's fun, but you know, I have to really I have to pace myself, you know, the the joke in my house is um if I work too much, I'm I'm pulling an Edgar Casey. <laughs> Which is like okay, th- that means you got to really slow down because he died uh-huh. from working on people too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I have to that. really be careful. Yeah. Now, Sonia, if people want their own private reading with you, how do they reach you? What's the best way? But my website, which is Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, Grace, G-R-A-C-E dot com. And just so your listeners know, I'm about six months booked out. So in the meantime, get on the calendar, get a session with me, and get yourself your own copy of Odin and the Nine Realms Oracle. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yes, because they can use this themselves as they're waiting for their reading with you. And now, That's right. you, also, you also do healings, and 
How do you do that? What is, what's your, your method? We've had a lot of healers on the show. They all have their own way of doing things and looking into the body and et cetera. Mm-hmm. What's your method? How do you work with this? So, so like I said, I really have this ability to defy time and space. I put myself in front of that person. And let's say they identify to me I'm, I'm having heart issue Um, I've got a history of heart problems in my family. You know, my mother had a heart attack, blah, blah, blah. So I look at their heart. I literally look into their body and I'm shown their heart. And of course, it's my vision. It's my x-ray vision, but it might be different than, you know, somebody else's vision or the doctor's vision. I work very much in concert with doctors. I've got a cardiologist in New York who actually refers people to me. Um, and I and I work with acupuncturists and naturopaths. I mean, I am all about healing taking place on many different levels. And so I go in and look at the organ and look at what I see, and I might identify that the you know the artery is collapsing in on one side, and I literally am handed. Uh, a stint from my guides that I put in the artery and, um, and open it up. I had a, a, a client of mine in, in Los Angeles. I, I was here in Arizona. Um, he had an appointment scheduled with me. It was like at, I don't know, 10 o'clock on Friday. And his wife called me at the time of the appointment. And she said, he can't make the appointment. He's going in for open heart surgery. There's there's all these things that are wrong that they found in the scan. Can you work on him? Because his surgery is in two hours. So I did. I worked on him and I found some blockage in one of the arteries. I cleared it. I put a stint in. I, you know, I, I, I did my thing. I worked on him and worked on all the different areas that I saw that were not working right. They went in, they opened him up. They said, there's nothing wrong. We can't fix anything. They closed him up and that was it. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow! That's that really cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually he he wrote me an email and he said, "I just love you so much." <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> it was really How sweet. Nice. Yeah, he was really happy. Yeah. So you so know, the, the point is, so, it, it's just so, so important to have somebody okay. like you on the medical team because oftentimes people think it's one thing and it's another, right? So you have to kind of be a a medical detective when you look at people and they say, well, it's my heart, but you may go in and you may find something completely different. Right. Well, it's like high blood pressure. I mean, how many people call me and say, I've got high blood pressure. Can you help me? And, you know, high blood pressure is really about the adrenals. It starts in the adrenals. So then we have to look at, well, what's the health of your adrenals and how much coffee are you drinking and how badly have you abused your adrenals? Because we all abuse our adrenals. And, you know, for women that go through menopause, what they don't also realize is that once you go through menopause, your hormones are being always sorted out in the liver, but they get processed in the adrenals. So if we've trashed our adrenals in our 20s, then we're not going to have a very good time in our 50s and 60s, you know. So take care of your adrenals, those of you who are listening out there that are younger. Um, and, and you know, this, this is, yeah, you have to be a detective. But I always ask my clients, 
please go get a scan. Go see a doctor to get all the information. Bring it to me. It gives me that much more of a scope of what I can do and, and what I can work on. Well, that what makes about, sense. I think that's what, what? fabulous that you could work with things like this. What if a person has osteoporosis? How do you tell that in advance to work with? How you can work with them for that? Because usually so that's osteo- already with with osteoporosis. Yeah, what, uh-huh. what I would do if someone called me in and was dealing with osteoporosis is I would go in and literally um, restructure. That's a big word, but it's how I work in my in my work. Restructure the bone. Um, re, you know, look at the bones and look for what's happening in the bones and restructure it, just like I would restructure tissue. And if you mm-hmm. think about tissue like a like a, a screen on your window, you know, it's like a grid, like a screen. Um, you you want that to be really tight, almost to the point where you can't see the the grid system. Mm-hmm. Everything's on a grid. Our bodies, our tissue, our bones, everything. And 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 let me point out the biggest part of healing. You know, I, I'm adopted on the Hopi reservation. I'm married to a full blooded Hopi man. And I work on people out there all the time. And the one thing that is just miraculous to me is their first, any, you know, Native peoples, their first go-to is to see the medicine man or the medicine woman. And they consider me a medicine woman out there. And I, and I you know, I work on everybody, uh, you know, as uh, whatever they need, whenever they need it. And I have seen people literally not be able to walk like one gal was in in the hospital in Flagstaff I was actually in Portland Oregon when this happened and she um, she lost the use of her legs I mean this is a viable 40 some year old woman she could not walk they hauled her in they did MRIs they did CAT scans the doctors couldn't find anything and I looked at her and she had she'd been witched you know somebody put mojo on her and I cleared all of it off, got all this, you know, bad black magic stuff off of her. And she literally got up and walked out of the room and walked out of the hospital. Fabulous. You know, and it, it, but see, that's, that's the thing. You know, when you have people understanding these things, like Native people understand them, then you have a whole different opening and vibration to receiving healing. Whereas if I have somebody who doesn't know, you know, really, they're not sure. And well, I don't know if you can help me. And, you know, they're really shut down and there's a lot of resistance. Then the energy is going to have to go through all of that resistance. And mind you, when the energy happens, it's going through the mental, the physical, the emotional and spiritual body and the ego. It's got to travel through all that stuff. Ego's a bad one. Yeah. Well, ego's actually, if, 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 yeah. Well, ego, ego to me is like, you know, Norton on your computer, some kind, you know, Maccabee, it's some kind of, of firewall that you have on your computer. That's what the ego is. The ego will protect you no matter what. If it's not healthy or if it's healthy, it's going to protect you. So what we want, of course, is a healthy ego. And, and many people grow up in dysfunctional families and don't have much of a childhood and have, you know, have to become adults before their time and they develop a false ego and so that's you know that's the that's the part that is going to resist and say oh i you know i know i know i know 
<laughs> I'm sure you guys yeah. have all heard somebody say that. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. And, they don't, and they don't know that they're protecting really the emotional wounds that they're trying to heal. They're protecting them. So that's where we have to drop down and really go inward and do the emotional work. That's where we have to really kind of come clean with what those emotional wounds are and not hide behind that false ego. Absolutely. What if someone yes. comes to you with their process of, of, of item that needs to be healed? Uh, it, is it a series of sessions that they would work with you, or how would you mm-hmm. progress someone with an issue? Well, it, what I like to do, let's say um, someone calls me and says, you know, I've got this chronic back issue in my low back. It's been going on for you know, 15 years and nobody can seem to do anything. The doctors are starting to talk about, you know, doing surgery and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I'll work on them. I'll do some work and see if I can't relieve some of that pain in their back. But then I'll take them into a process and, you know, get them connected to their inner child and help them start dialoguing with that inner part of themselves that is holding those emotional wounds. So a lot of times when we're carrying a physical pain, actually all the time, it is directly related to an emotional wound from childhood. And further back, it's related to past lives and things that we've gone through. So if we felt abandoned in childhood, I'm sure that there's abandonment in your past lives. And that gets triggered all the way up to now the adult person who's feeling abandoned because their boyfriend left them or abandoned because mom and dad left them, whatever it is. And, and it's getting to that piece and understanding how that can actually be sort of excavated out of the physical body so that eventually through all the, the work that we do on the inner, we're simply observing it. When it comes up, somebody leaves, we feel that abandonment card come up. We don't react to it. We're not engaging in it. We're not doing high drama, you know, oh, you know, they left me. We're actually just observing it and going, wow, that person just got up and left, and I don't need to take it personal. Yes, that's that's good. Excellent. Well, we're going to get into more of this and ask a little bit more about our alien friends, but first we're going to take a short commercial break. So everybody stay tuned. You are listening to Supernatural Girls Radio, and we will be right back. Pure essential oils, specialized minerals, and a revolutionary anti-aging technology. Astridium combines the best of all scientifically proven ingredients in easy-to-use creams, lotions, and concentrated serums. Astridian's advanced line of products take your skin to a new level of being healthy and beautiful. We offer a variety of collections that address all your skin concerns. The Essential Anti-Aging Series treats and moisturizes your skin for a long-lasting, younger look. The Multivitamin Series promotes healthy skin with high-quality vitamins and minerals. The Sports Series restores skin from cellular damage and stress. Astridian also offers a revitalizing solution for hair and a professional series for doctors and medical spas. Visit astridian.love today and begin your new journey to healthy, beautiful, youthful skin. Astridian. 
Beyond Your Expectations. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With cosmic fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Are you frustrated with endless mantras, affirmations, and processes that promise to align your life with your dreams only to find yourself years later in the same space where you began? Do you feel like you must be doing something wrong because nothing seems to be working? Don't you just wish that someone could shift your consciousness for you and your life could align with your desires without all the effort? Well, your wish is about to come true. Hi, I'm Carrie Cannon, and I have a gift that allows me to align the consciousness of others to be in harmony with their dreams. The best part is, it requires no particular effort on your part. Upon listening to a consciousness alignment, people have reported instant energy shifts, financial windfalls, soulmate connections, healed relationships, physical healings, and more. To gain access to a free trial offer for my entire Manifesting Miracles library of consciousness alignments, go to commandmiracles.com now for details. Again, that's commandmiracles.com for information about our free trial offer. That's commandmiracles.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, here with my co-host, PK, and our tremendous guest tonight, Sonia Grace. Sonia, thank you so much for being with us this evening. We're learning so much by listening to what you Yay. have to offer. 
It's really fun. And we do have a caller on the line. I know you didn't want to do more readings, but let's see. She does specific questions, so let's bring her on. She's from area code 405. I may be a man. I don't know. Hi, 405. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? We're good. Did you have a question for Sonia? Uh, yes. I've been listening and following the show. Babe, thank you all for sharing all the information that you all have been sharing. So I was just trying to see if I could just get a general reading. Sonia, would you be uh, open to that, like an abbreviated, what are your guys yeah. trying to say? You know, what I think would be better is to um, just pull a card from Odin in the Nine Realms and give her a sample of this beautiful oracle deck. Great and, idea. Uh, what was that would your, be great. What was your name? What was your name? Sylvia. Sylvia. Where, where are you located, Sylvia? I am in sunny, hot Memphis, Tennessee. Oh wow. my goodness! How exciting! <laughs> yeah. Well, Sylvia, I pulled uh, one of the realm cards, and for you, and this is. Obviously, a message for you. It's Jotunheim. It's the world of giants. Jotunheim is the land of giants, home of the Jotunar. Another name for this realm is Utgard, meaning beyond the fence. It is also the capital of Jotunheim. This realm is a wild, chaotic place where giants inhabit the wilderness. Borders of deep, dark forests, mountain peaks, and grim landscapes surround this inhospitable land. There is always winter and unending cold. The great river Ifing separates Asgard from Jotunheim, and a wall named Gas uh, I have to say all these words Gaspreneur protects the inner dwelling of Jotunheim. Egrisil, the tree of life, has three roots. Under the second root lies Mimmer's Well, which is the realm of Jotunheim. This well is a holy place and the source of wisdom that helped the gods retain their ancestral traditions. It is cared for by Mimmer, a wise counselor to the gods. Odin wanted this knowledge and gave one of his eyes to drink from the well. The giants of Jotunheim menaced humans and the gods. Their relationships were fraught with conflict. Many stories and depictions of the Jotunheim giants allude to their troubled relations with humans, the gods, lovers, children, and their interference in marriages and wars. If you have drawn Jotunheim, you are going to become involved with something unusual, a journey, a calling, or a person may come into your life that takes you to the outer edges of reality. Your consciousness is going to shift and the boundaries you once understood are no longer applicable. You need to walk on the wild side and you must trust that you will obtain knowledge you require without the need to sacrifice. That's a big message. Boy, isn't it so? (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Sylvia. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Thanks, Sylvia. Appreciate your call. Okay. Wow. That I mean, these cards have such a depth to them. I mean, there's a lot yeah. in just the message of one card. Yeah, there's a lot to think about there and not having time really to go into more detail with her. 
it would certainly be, um, it'd be great to, you know, have her take a look at what that really means in terms of, you know, living in this landscape. What does that mean for her, et cetera? So, yeah, it's it's a powerful card. Um, um, I wanted to say, you guys, that um, it's, it's important when we talk about healing to really preface that, you know, I, I believe and feel that we are all uh, vessels and, and that creator or God's energy comes down through the top of our heads and the earth energy or the goddess, that energy comes up our feet and that energy of the two meet at the heart. And that is truly the riot of love that we feel it, you know, at all times in our lives, sometimes in our lives, whatever. But, but the goal is, and, you know, in my life, I try to, you know, really live this way every day is that I am uh, in a, I'm working in accordance to the will of God and the goddess for the highest good of everyone and the highest good of the universe, because it's, it's not my will. I mean, I'm telling you stories of things that have happened with clients, but it's not my will. It's God's will. And, and I, I don't, um, I, I really want your listeners to understand that because sometimes people have really big expectations, but they don't understand how this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think a lot of people have turned away from traditional medicine because it's, uh, doesn't work quite honestly, unless it's mm-hmm. uh, for emergency purposes but in general chronic illnesses things like that it's it's kind of a failure so it's nice that people are open to talking with people like you having a session with you getting some more insight uh, because Mm -hmm. you work on all levels and we all know that it starts uh, on a different level than the physical and then ends up there to get our attention yeah. and to make us do something different in our lives. So it's very helpful, I think, to have your insight going forward with any health issue. But what happens mm-hmm. when you encounter implants from extraterrestrials? Yes. Now, and are they a problem stuff. for mm-hmm. people? Yes, they are. They are. And, you know, I have to tell you, <laughs> this is such a funny story. I was in the middle of um, this big, huge conference and, this this gentleman, no names named, but he, you know, has status in the world, came up to me and said, you know, I've got to tell you what happened. And these aliens came and blah, blah, blah. And they put implants in me. And I really think that um, that this is uh, the way that we're meant to evolve and ascend. And I just smiled. I, I mean, I was shocked. I smiled and I said, okay, nice talking to you. Okay, bye. <laughs> and I was gone. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't believe, after all the stuff I've seen, I do not believe that at all, not even for one minute. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing I want to say is we are infinite beings having a human experience. And our lifetimes here on Earth, many of us incarnated during Atlantis and Lemuria at the end of those two civilizations and agreed, okay, I'll help evolve the human race. And, you know, remember I said we're in the fifth dimension, so now mm-hmm. we're coming to the end of this phase of humanity. We're actually coming to the end of it, which is why people are scrambling and trying to get their spiritual groove on. And and many of us are not going to incarnate again here on Earth. We're going to return to where we all came from, different planets and places in the galaxy and beyond. 
we're not coming back. The kids are going to keep going. The children that are being born today, most of them are star seeds like we were back at the end of Atlantis and Lemuria. So when I see an alien, something comes through, or I see implants in people, I'm, I take them out. I remove them because I, I do not believe that as infinite souls having a human experience, that anything has a right to step into my body. I'm already inhabiting this body. And there is nothing that aliens can put, like implants, in my body that's going to do anything other than collect data for them and really assist them in their agenda. And that's the well, thing that's about aliens. Because yeah, Darryl aliens Sims have as big of an agenda as, as humans. Pardon? Yes. But yes, Daryl Sims has been on the show. He, they call him the alien hunter. And he yeah. uh, also has a similar view as yours, but it's a little more uh, uh, from the place of what are these implants doing. According to Daryl, these implants are placed in people to influence their thoughts and behavior. So Absolutely. that's why he wants Absolutely. to see them removed. So that's what you're finding also? Yes. Same. yes, absolutely. And I have clients who are um, regularly implanted, visited by grays and implanted. I've had grays come after me and attack me. I had a guy in Ohio. I removed an implant from his arm. This is, of course, me working long distance energetically. He audibly screamed. This is like a 250-pound man. He screamed. And I said, wow, that really hurts. And he goes, yeah, you're killing me. <laughs> and I, oh my and so God. I took it out. And, yeah, I took it out. And that night I was unloading groceries from my car. I was still living in Portland, Oregon. I was unloading groceries from my car. And I heard telepathically I heard the, the aliens say, you had no right to remove that, that implant. And I turned around and I looked up in the sky and I kid you not, I could see a light that was like a beam of light that was frantically looking around. It was moving really fast, like, like moving around really erratically. And I looked right at the ship. I could see the outline of the ship and I looked at it and I said, you have no right to put implants in anyone. And then I said a couple of choice four-letter words, and I said, you need to get out of here now. <laughs> My kind of girl. <laughs> and the, and the, light, the light I saw on the ship, it went out. It Boom, it went out, and then I saw the ship go straight up. Mm-hmm. So, now, you know, you so I you... get attacked. I get attacked taking this stuff out, but I, you know, I also know. But you maintain you your know, power to... as infinite beings. Yeah, I know how to so protect myself. To... Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right, and I think it comes from that place where you know this about us. What do you think yeah. their agenda is? You said you have it; they have their own agenda. We know there's a number of different races here. What's their yeah. agenda? It varies. Some of their agendas, like the Shadow Aliens, which is a new group that's come through, I have heard loud and clear their their whole agenda is to take over humanity, that they do not like how we are managing this planet. They step into people's bodies and they assimilate within that person. So I've cleared a lot of those out of people. Other, other agendas is they want the, the minerals or the resources on this planet. Um, many of them don't want to see us, you know, blow ourselves up. So they want to, you know, steer the, the thinking 
of humanity from being quite so, you know, not so violent. Um, but most, most aliens have a pretty big agenda that has to do with, you know, creating uh, uh, hybrids and, you know, reproducing their own kind and, and, you know, and, and taking over our planet. You, do you guys know who David Adair is? Do you know who he is? He's a nuclear physicist. No, we don't know David. David Adair. He, we, we were it, we were both speakers at the Awakening UFO conference in Manchester, United Kingdom, just last month. And my husband and I, we got to spend quite a bit of time with him, and you know, we talked a lot about alien stuff because we're all speaking on it. And um, yes. you know, he told us a story that was really, um, really, really interesting. He, um, his his wife had passed away. And long story short, it was definitely alien influence. And, you know, this, mm. guy, this, guy was, this guy was building rockets at 12 years old and was hired by NASA at 14. I mean, wow. he's, he's brilliant. And he said, you know, I said, well, how do you really feel about aliens? And he says, I'm going to blow them the bleep out of the sky. That's how he feels about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, for somebody, a- I mean... Yeah, for somebody of that level of science and having worked at NASA for so long to say that is sort of like, okay, yeah, you're thinking the same way I am, <laughs> and I'm working in a well, completely different way. Yeah, you mm-hmm. are. You're working one side of it. But, yeah, we hear both sides of this coin uh, quite mm-hmm. frequently on our show. You know, we've heard people talk uh, good things about certain alien races, and then, of course, people who are talking about this hybrid situation like uh, David Jacobs mm-hmm. and other folks, and then Daryl, of course, is is not fond of alien races mm-hmm. being here either. So we've heard both sides of it, though. We've also heard from people who've met some Pleiadians or whomever they claim to be, and okay. feel that it's a so, whole different, you know, uh, experience. Okay, so ple- ple- yeah, yeah, and Pleiadians are what I call in my book Spirit Traveler. I call them the ancient ones, and they are up there with they are demigods. They are benevolent beings like the Mayan gods, the Norse gods, the Hopi gods, the Greek gods, the Egyptian gods. See, there's this whole race of demigods. The Pleiadians are included in that. And the Pleiadians have had a huge, huge influence on humanity, especially in creating this phase of humanity that we're in right now. I mean, they they were the ones that, you know, had the whole orchestration of setting up the Sarsen stones at, at Stonehenge, they're the ones that taught the people the ceremonies. So they're benevolent beings. But when we talk about greys and reptilians and hybrid reptilians, which I've seen a lot of those around, um, you know, th- these guys all have a different agenda. And those are the ones that I say, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't want to associate with them. But can I circle back to something really important? Of course. Sure. Yes. I think. I think I think what happens a lot, and this is, you know, I'm saying this from a really humble place because I have worked diligently on my own stuff for, you know, 38 years. And I say this with a lot of love to your listeners, but when, when, when our ego goes unattended and we start gathering and, and building up this spiritual base of stuff, 
and we don't do the inner work. We don't go in and really investigate where we're emotionally wounded and what happened to us and why, you know, why does this stuff keep happening to me, these patterns of repeating abandonment and betrayal and jealousy and fear and, you know, all this stuff. When we don't deal with that stuff, then the ego can really encompass a lot of things in that spiritual department that helps us to feel better, that helps us to feel better about our lives and about ourselves. And I, I, I you know, I, I warn my clients and I warn my listeners to be very careful of that because there's a lot of things that people will attach to and glob onto because it makes them feel like they're connected. And unfortunately, we're, we're in this time period now where we're all connected on the internet. We're all still in this society that's highly competitive and extremely dysfunctional and addicted, you mm-hmm. know? So we've got addictions running rampant to alcohol and drugs and gaming and phones and texting and, you know, everything, food, shopping, you name it. We've got addictions to it. And that's the kind well, of thing that I, I really think is important for people in the spiritual community to look at. I what agree. about, and, well, how about all people? I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> With what's going on, universe? Well, I don't think there's a country out there right now that isn't having some issues with their political parties or yeah. what's going on monetarily. What, since we're in the United States, of course, we're going to ask about us first. But what do your people have to say about what's going on? Do they see this coming to a, an impasse, or is it going to come to a point in time where we can go forward and actually? see and open up the doors for better things to come? Or are we going to keep stumbling and stepping on each other like children at a raid? Right, right. Well, uh, okay, so now this takes us into another part of my work, and that is I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of workshops and teaching on duality. And we all know what duality is. It's, mm-hmm. you know, hot and cold, light and dark, good and bad, right. right and wrong. It's all, you know, opposition. What's happening, because we've moved into the fifth dimension and this higher frequency, is duality is literally splitting apart. This outer measuring system that we've used forever and a day to determine how we feel about something. Like we're watching TV and we see something you know, a war that's going on, Syria's, you know, getting bombed, and our energy leaps out of our body, and it goes into the TV, because it's just sad, and it's awful, and we're feeling all those feelings. Well, right there, just your energy leaping out of your body and connecting with the collective energy of fear and shock and sadness and grief, we just spun the karmic wheel, the collective karmic wheel. Because we're not grounding that energy, we're letting it go into the situation. Individually, oh, wow. we do it all. The, yeah, we do it all the time individually. You know, you get mad, I get mad. We get together. Yeah, you know what he said. Yeah, and our energy's lining up and connecting. We're just we're, we're spinning the karmic wheel again. Going, okay, great. Let's let's make more karma around mm. being angry and being hurt. 
Okay. Instead, what we need to be doing is grounding that energy and where duality comes in and duality splitting apart is we're watching this political arena of, you know, this side and this side get bigger and bigger and bigger because it is symbolically showing us how it is literally splitting apart. And we as a species can either allow that to split us apart inside or we can do the work and we can go internal in our meditation and find that place of inner peace that is inside our soul body and we can stay there. We can absolutely bring that inner peace into this, you know, glowing globe around our auric field, in our auric field. It, it, we become that inner peace and we observe both those sides. We don't prescribe to either one. We don't engage in either one because the more that we can observe these things, the, the less karma we're creating, but also the, the less, um, the less damage to, you know, all of us really. It does make a lot of sense. I mean, I do think that we have lost our way, especially in our school systems. We don't teach emotional intelligence. We just no. don't. And, and that's the biggest missing piece in anybody's education. Uh, and yes. this should have been instituted 25, 30 years ago in every school. So that children could learn about their own emotions and not be shamed if they felt sadness or anything. Right. And now well, we do have okay, some. Well, we do have some techniques that you work and are yeah. being taught in the schools, like emotional freedom, EFT, tapping. Mm-hmm. I commend the people who started that movement because those things really work. Overall, mm-hmm. I see people are extremely lazy. And they do not want to do that work that you've talked about several times tonight about exposing the wounds Mm -hmm. of the past, healing them, and then not being driven by them anymore. And so it's unfortunate, but I mean, we see it all the time, even on the show where people can be given methods to use Mm -hmm. and they don't do it. Nope. Yes. Yes, and you know, what, what I want to say about lazy. that is, pardon? I said I don't know if it's the fear of it or just lazy. Lazy. Well, uh, <laughs> the, the, way that, the way that I understand this, and, you know, when I was dancing, of course, I, I taught ballet as well, and I taught kids for years, and, you know, I was working with dyslexia. I was working with kids from dysfunctional families. I was working with a lot, and through ballet class, basically, I would get everybody rehooked up with, you know, not being dyslexic and knowing that their right foot needs to be in front quasi, whatever, you know, whatever they were, they were not getting, we would do exercises to get that. But what happens to, to kids is kids, when they are in and from a dysfunctional family, they are they go into the part of the brain called the amygdala and the amygdala is like the train station of the brain you're trying to figure out which part of the brain am i going to go to next and it is the fight or flight center so we can't learn from the amygdala we have to get kids exercising moving playing going out for recess 
because that takes them back into the back of the brain and then pathways start opening up to the prefrontal cortex and white matter starts moving to the prefrontal cortex, which is how we learn. That's how we retain information. It's how we memorize things. It's how we, we get somewhere. And, and there's, there's so many great exercises. I teach them at my meditation retreats. You know, I work with clients individually and I, I can tell you this is, uh, this is when we start really understanding how the brain works and where kids are held up and stuck, we can help them get out of it. Well, I agree. I mean, there are contraptions, actually. I'm trying to think of the name of one that uh, I know about that actually stop that fight or flight response um, in yes. the amygdala. And that's also what tapping does. Same kind of thing. It rewires the brain. And I think that's a very, very crucial thing to change. And especially because so many kids today are being born addicted. I mean, that mm-hmm. is a really, really tough thing to undo. But again, it's uh, yeah. these yeah. things that that have been perpetuated over time because people have not done the work, this fear or laziness, whatever you want to call it, being stuck mm-hmm. in fear and fight or flight, this unwillingness for whatever reason to work yep. on the inside. And rather than work on the inside, we're going to go grab the next best thing, whether it's, you know, the next iPhone, the next video game, the next something. Chocolate bar. And it, it can, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just continues to take us out of ourselves. And we have more opportunity to do that now than ever before. So it does mm-hmm. take some discipline. It does take some commitment and some desire, some passion about wanting to heal well, that, yourself, which you're good at it. You're you know, very good at that because you encourage people to be passionate about that. I do. And, I, and you know, having, again, having been trained so rigorously in, in ballet and, you know, it's such, it's such hard work. It's such hard training. I really approach everything that I do as a healer in the same way. And I'm very tough with my students. I'm very, you know, like, like, you know, intense. And I, I think that there's a lot that needs to be done before somebody steps out the door and says, Hey, I'm a healer. You know, it's not a weekend Reiki workshop. And I, I wasn't even trained in Reiki. I'm trained old school. I started off as a hands-on healer. I learned Donna Eden was one of my teachers long before she had Eden Energy Medicine. I had two other teachers that worked with me, um, you know, and, and a lot of the work that I did, hands-on healing, was energy work. It was Traeger. It was polarity therapy. It was all of these kind of old-school, you know, techniques that then eventually, over time, I started then working long distance. But I'm, I'm a stickler for that with people even today because so many people want to, you know, hang their hat and say, well, I'm this and I'm that. And they don't have the, the platform, the basis for it. And then they get hurt. They have stuff happen to them. Somebody, you know, witches them, puts mojo on them, black magic, whatever. And it becomes, you know, it becomes a, a, a really scary thing for, for somebody who just wants to do some good in the world, you know. So I think yes. everybody needs to have that have that training and that you know a good teacher a good a good mentor to um, to work with. Now, do you teach healing also? I do. I do. I teach people, and I do um, really incredible uh, meditation retreats. I take everybody into ceremony, and from that space of being in ceremony for four days, we go into meditation and. 
the the vibration gets so high that, that my guides literally move us into the sixth and seventh realms. And the energy is so high. It's like, you know, I always tell people, do not, you can't drive. You have to stay on the grounds because we're, we're we can't, you know, it's functioning gets kind of funny, <laughs> but we do yeah. a lot of process. We do a lot of processing work and we really get into sort of the depths of what is going on. Uh, this, this next one I'm doing is in, um, in Hawaii on the Island of Molokai. And we're actually going to be connecting more with the cosmos. So there's going to be a lot of really interesting ET stuff, I'm sure. Um, but then the following one that I do in next October in 2020 is in Oregon. And that one is more earth-based, you know, earth medicine, really connecting with the earth. And does your husband teach these with you, being a Hopi Indian? No, he doesn't. Um, he's quite traditional. He really respects what I do. He supports me and stands by me completely. But um, he's an artist. He's an electrician. <laughs> he, um, oh, boy. You know, he... Yeah, he has sort of a, a different relationship in terms of his culture and how he would approach things. Um, he He's with me at all my retreats. Uh, he travels with me everywhere. But, you know, he just has a different um, perspective on what his place is with this. And what I love about my Hopi culture is what they understand is it takes many, many people to come together to create a ceremony. It's not one person doing everything. And that in itself really teaches everybody that we have to work together. And see, in our society here, in white culture society, we've really become individualized, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And we no longer really work as a cohesive you guys understand what I'm saying? We're not we're not connected in that way a lot as a as a village, as a tribe. Right. And right. and and I I I wish we could actually get back to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we may at some point. It may happen. I don't know. But it is uh, it is a different world today. When I think of how we grew up. As children, we were always outside, you know, playing with our friends. Right. And now everything is just right. switched to the point Everybody of it's, right. the, yeah, it's the, yeah. that phone in front of you or whatever. So, yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of internal work that does need to be done. Now, let me ask you another question because we have such a strong interest here in alien life and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Have you encountered any good aliens other than the Pleiadians? Yes. Uh, This happened to me one time. Uh, In fact, I was in Oregon at the retreat site that I was just talking about, and we were on a break. I think we were on the third day of the retreat, and we, my husband and I, we had a little trailer that we were staying in, and I went into the trailer, and I was just going to lay down and kind of take a nap, you know, just a quick cat nap. And he was sitting on the other side of the trailer. He was reading a book on the on the couch. And so I was lying down. And as I closed my eyes, my body lifted up. And all of a sudden, it was like going through the wall of the trailer. And I felt my feet land on a metal grate. And the, this hand took my hand and walked me up the metal grate. And I realized 
that I was walking on board a ship. And these, mm. these aliens were very small. They were like children. They were very, very small, like a five-year-old. And they were very white, illuminescent, kind of glowy kind of energy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm being led on and sat in a seat and a seatbelt's being put on me. And I'm going, I'm teaching a retreat. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I was like totally <laughs> protesting. And, and, they, and the door closed and boom. I mean, just like a second, we were up in the air. And I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I just left all my people at the retreat and my husband. What am I doing? You know? And they said, it's okay. This won't take long. And, the, and I looked out the window, which was next to me, and the ship was coming around the moon. And we went around the back side of the moon. And oh there my. it was, an entire space station. I could see it on the back mm-hmm. side of the moon. And I went, oh, my God, there's a space station. And then all of a sudden we came back around, and as we're coming back to the site where they, where they got me, I said, who are you guys? And they said, you can call us Newton. And I said, Newton, like the cookie? <laughs> and they said, no. They said, they said like, um, the last time that we came to Earth, they said, we visited Sir Isaac Newton, and we gave uh-huh. him a download of information. And they said, uh-huh. we've come back. Yeah, they said, we've come back, and we're going to give another person that download of information, like a scientist. And I mm-hmm. said, okay. And boom, we were back on the ground. And, like, you know, I, I felt myself floating, walking out. And then I was, my body literally, like, kabunk back on the bed. And I was like, okay, that was so fast and they were so kind, you know, there was no menacing feeling about them. They were very kind. So I was glad. And I, and I thought, well, that's really interesting because they're not interested in, in, you know, messing with humanity. They just want to impart some kind of good information to someone science minded to help humanity. That's That's a nice change. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you might so want to take Newtons, a look at... The Newtons are out there. <laughs> yeah, you might want to take a look at uh, Betty Andreas and Luca's paintings and drawings because she uh-huh. has beautiful artwork. And she right. was a very famous abductee and is a very famous abductee who drew them. And they are tiny, like mm-hmm. little children in all white. So yep. you might want to take a look at her work because it's exactly what you just described. And Betty's an incredible oh, artist. Oh, that's cool. And oh, yeah, so cool. and it just sounds like a very a very similar experience to what she had. I mean, she had multiple ones, but I I mean her artwork is just absolutely beautiful, and it's wow. down to the last detail, very very accurate as to what she experienced. So just reminded me of that great. when we started talking. That's great. Them, yeah, how kind they were, and the seat belts and. Yeah, you might want to look mm-hmm. at her stuff. So it's, I, I will. It's and you know when? Yes. When I saw the Norse gods, um, you know, I pretty much drew what I saw for the cards in the deck. So a, a similar kind of thing. I I I have drawn basically the way that they appeared to me, and that might be really fun for you know your listeners to check that out and see because absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, my art's stylized, like, 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 you know, it's stylized. It's my style, but it's definitely sure. a, a depiction of them. Yeah. 
Well, fabulous. and clearly these cards, these kinds of cards, any tarot deck, but especially yours, can be used for creation, not just doing, mm-hmm. you know, well, what's going to happen next in my life, right? You can yeah, use exactly. that to help create what you want in your life and call upon these gods of old mm-hmm. and ask mm-hmm. for their help. That works that way too, right? Absolutely. I mean, the one thing that I really get about the gods in general, the Norse gods, the Egyptian gods, whatever, is, you know, it's really, it's, it's really us, the people, who stopped looking to them. If you think about what happened in Scandinavia when Christianity hit, man, everybody had to put a lid on any pagan practice, and certainly they had to put a lid on worshiping the Norse gods. And, and that's true in many countries and many places, but we are the ones that have really suppressed their coming here. And I find it really interesting that, you know, Marvel has produced these fabulous movies about Thor and literally whether they're channeling over at Marvel or not, I think they are, they're, they're bringing <laughs> the gods back, you know, like in full color in front of us. Like, uh-huh. okay, it's time to have them come back. It's time for us to see this. Because the Norse yes. gods used to walk among the people. They actually would turn into more of, you know, a more human form, meaning smaller human form, mm-hmm. and walk among the people and interact with them. And I believe that the Egyptian gods did the same thing. I, I believe that that was true of, of many places where the gods cross-pollinated with the people and basically out of that union came uh, you know the the humans that live now today in all these different parts of the world yeah well it's just incredible and you're again i want to just tell everybody since we're running out of time here the name of your deck is odin and the nine realms oracle it is by sonia grace and sonia thank you again for joining us tonight this has been so much fun Talking Thank to you about you. all this, these great topics and your wonderful insight on everything. We hope you'll come back and join us again. Oh, I so, love thank you. you, everybody. This has been just Thank a you. great evening with Sonia Grace. And make sure to get her deck, Odin and the Nine Realms Oracle. Very powerful work. Thank you all. We'll be back next week with another exciting show. Until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl.